This week's episode is brought to you by the Novation Circuit Rhythm, which is a versatile sampler made for making and performing beats. Record samples directly to the hardware, then slice, sculpt, and resample your sounds effortlessly. Capture your groove quantized or off-grid into the sequencer and layer up across eight sample tracks. Invigorate your live set with performance effects. Embrace imperfection with lo-fi tape, stutter your mix with beat repeat, and more. Integrate circuit rhythm into your studio or unplug and create anywhere utilizing the built-in rechargeable battery. So, I mean, who does that appeal to? It appeals to me, and I've been using it a lot lately. Um, And I I did tease uh, some videos that I was going to release last week. I haven't had a chance to edit them yet, but I'm telling you, this thing is, uh, it's, it's insanely intuitive, incredibly easy to use. Uh, the battery is awesome. So like I was, I was actually making beats while I got a tattoo recently with my free arm. I was sitting there for five and a half hours. So I was like, Hey, why don't I make some beats? Um, and it's got, what I really like about it, it's got a sync output that is that you put a little patch cable, plug that into your clock and your modular system. Boom. It is synced up. You can run external stuff through its effects or you can run it into your modular. So it's, it's a really good companion for people like me who like to keep their travel rigs small and go out and be able to record a set anywhere, regardless of wall outlets. And you know where you can pick one of these circuit rhythms up? Patchworks, of course, our lovely synth shop here in the Northwest. They moved a few months ago, and man, this new location is so cool. Uh, that's actually where I got to play the circuit rhythm for the first time. And the way their showroom is now laid out, they have kind of like, like gear with like gear. So if you're looking for something specific, you can go directly to that section of the store and try stuff out hands-on. Um, yeah, and they just, they've got it all, obviously. Novation, they've got Make Noise stuff, they've got WMD, they've got 4MS, they've got After Later Audio, they've got Instro, they've got, yeah, you name it, they got it. Um, but it's not just a, a retail center, it's actually a cultural center. It is a, it is a force, it is a hub of our Seattle scene, and there will be many many live demonstrations there, workshops and shows. So, if you're in the neighborhood, you should stop by. If you're not, you can always head over to patchwerks.com and grab yourself a circuit rhythm from Novation. And heck, heck, I almost said hell or heck. Let's go heck. You could even get yourself a Bleep Bloop 2000 from me and After Later Audio. There's only a few left. That would be a perfect thing to sample into your circuit rhythm and, uh, and, and mess about with that. Uh, After Later also has the new Dirty Laundry out, which is a crazy destructive harmonics generator that I absolutely love. And you can get that at Patchworks. So like, I mean, what are you doing listening to me? Head on over to your computer. What you're listening to right now is a remix from my friend, Andrew, AKA Secret School here in Seattle. He surprised me with this. Just, you know, we've played some shows together and um, I've always really looked up to him and really liked all of his music. Uh, you can find it on Hush Hush Records. I'll throw a, a link in the show description. But one day he just sent me this. He said, I hope you don't mind. I remixed one of your, your Yellowstone performances. So this is, this is uh, Secret School's remix of the uh, White Dome performance that I did. Uh, so I said, you know what? I'll do you one. I'll not, not, I'll not do you one better, but I'll throw it right back at you. I remixed one of his songs. And then we just released a... Uh, a split remix EP on Self Center Records. 
so yeah i would appreciate if you wouldn't try check that out try it out check it out try it out let's get into this show it's a big one i'm really excited Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and I'm very excited to bring you this chat this week with Christopher Flieger, aka Cooling Prongs, aka the uh, unofficial fourth member of Clipping. Um, kind of. We talk about that. Um, he he uh, he helped out Clipping with this really cool uh, live um, live album where it's like a mixture of field recording and live album and it's just it's it's one of my favorite things that i've listened to in a long time and uh yeah i i asked christopher on because uh he's he's a prominent field recordist and he does really interesting stuff and i just wanted to pick his brain really and um and of course his his project cooling prongs um is is amazing it's it's a wild wild album that he released recently um so yeah we're going to talk all about all of this stuff here in a moment but first some news colorado modular synth society presents spacefall october 22nd in denver colorado our benny tim held me gerald fjord the aphonic alex 106 aka nasty nachos aka alex from wmd and sign mountain with visuals by mark mosher at the space gallery and uh can't tell you how excited I am to be flying down to Colorado for the weekend to play a show with all these amazing artists. Um, and the next day, uh, there's going to be some workshops, I believe, and I'm going to do a little demonstration of the Bleep Loop 2000 and the Dirty Laundry from After Later Audio. And, and hopefully, maybe, possibly doing a giveaway of some sort, but that is not yet nailed down. But you're going to want to come out to this show. Um, you can see in person just how much Austin, a.k.a. R. Benny, and I look alike. Um, speaking of R. Benny and Seattle, I'm not doing it. But this coming weekend, we've got Basement State. Basement State is a uh, local live music collective from Seattle. House show vibes, uh, basement hangouts is their, uh, that's their that's their tagline. But um, yeah, Saturday, October sixteenth at seven thirty p.m. at the Chapel Space at the Good Shepherd Center here in Seattle. We've got our Benny Leandrel. What we talk about: um, planar drift and live visuals from former. So. If you are in the area, you're not going to want to miss this. If you haven't been to the chapel space yet, it's one of my favorite places to go to go see shows and play shows in Seattle. So yeah, you're going to want to, you're going to want to be there. Um, what else is going on? There's only a few, uh, I mean, I know they're, they're out at retailers and I don't know how many, how many, uh, bleep bloops are out there in the world, but I know at after later headquarters, we are running a like very low, like under 10 low. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe less. So if you want to get one sent directly to you that I put in a box personally with a little pod mod sticker, you should head over to afterlateraudio.com and make that purchase ace. I want to say thank you to everybody who's purchased one so far. And, uh, 
it's so cool to see all the the fan art and like the ridiculous memes that some people are making and sending me and uh just the cool videos that everybody's doing so thank you so much it's uh it's pretty cool to create something like this and then see other people make it their own and be creative with it and uh yeah it's it's very fun um so this track that you're listening is my remix from the remix ep that i mentioned a few minutes ago this is me remixing secret school and yeah, this, this split EP is available on selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com. Link in the show description. And then finally, one final piece of, uh, of exciting PodMod news is the uh, PodMod headquarters is likely going to be changing um, locations. Not just are we going to be moving out of this apartment, but we, we are going to be switching cities. Uh, we put an offer in on a house in Tacoma, Washington, which is about 35 minutes south of where we currently are, and it was accepted and we're pending inspection. Um, Tacoma was not our first choice. We would have loved to have stayed in Seattle, but um, we learned over the past few weeks that it would be virtually impossible for us to buy a house here because it is prohibitively expensive. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but we are excited at the the prospect of getting to know a new city. We're going to be closer to some of our good friends, including uh, good old Steven Jett, who's a regular collaborator of mine. I've talked about him a lot on the show. And of course, Jenny. Jenny, our friend who designed the Bleep Bloop 2000. So we're going to be closer to them. So that's going to be cool. We've got a cute little, cute little house pending inspection. We'll know next week if I have a new house. So yeah, that's my news that I want to share with you. Um, so if there was ever a time to join up with the old Patreon, um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'd say right now is a great time to do it. I like to do bonus episodes where I do uh, like uh, kind of gear centric episodes where I talk about uh, like some of the new gear that I've been finding interesting or that I just got and kind of doing deeper dives rather than just like mentioning it on the show or doing a quick five minute demo. Um, so that's pretty fun. Um, I'm also down to take questions. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to be getting some video stuff. I, I've been teasing wanting to get into the video side of stuff. And one of the reasons I haven't done that is because, well, we're trying to buy a house. And I don't want to get a whole big video rig uh, set up here and then have it break it down. So hopefully be setting up a new video rig down in our new place in Tacoma. So I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. That's just my long-winded way of saying that I'm uh, hopefully as time goes on and this move happens, we are going to get um, even cooler bonus content there on the Patreon. All right, that's enough of my rambling for this intro. We're going to do a quick little look at the Zoya Euro Bureau, and then we're going to get into this chat with Christopher Flieger. Um, and I hope you enjoy listening to this chat as much as I enjoyed having it. Um, I feel like I feel like me and Christopher are kind of almost we're very similar people in that we both really like to go off on tangents and this is just tangent fest and i we both have just had so much fun um just kind of like seeing where the conversation went it was so this is a really like you're just kind of like hanging out with two total field recording nerds um <laughs> but yeah i I'm, I'm very thankful to have finally got to to meet christopher so yeah let's let's jump into this demo and then get into this chat all right, so I wanted to make 
um, kind of a cool just noise like wall, almost like an ocean patch, an ocean sounding patch with the Euro Bureau. But I also wanted to use some outside modules. Um, and we'll talk about those in a moment. But first, let's just talk about what's going on on the Euro Bureau. We've got two separate pages basically that are very, very similar to one another. So I'll just walk you through them. Um, start off with a noise source, going into a pitch shifter. Um, I'm then controlling the pitch of that pitch shifter with a sample and hold. So I'm sending a random voltage into that and triggering it with a square LFO. And that voltage is going out into the pitch uh, of the pitch shifter. And then the output of the pitch shifter is then going into a VCA, um, opening that VCA with a separate LFO. And then that is going into the ghost verb uh, effect. So here I've got two LFOs, a sample and hold, random, VCA, noise source, pitch shifter, and a reverb. So that's uh, one side of this stereo patch. The next page, very simple, similar. Uh, I've got a noise source going into a pitch shifter. Uh, the pitch of that pitch shifter is being controlled by a slew limiter that I'm feeding an LFO into and triggering with another LFO. Then I'm taking the output of this pitch shifter and putting it into a VCA that I am controlling with yet another LFO. And then that output into a chorus um, and then an, uh, an envelope follower. And I forgot to mention that the first page is also going into an envelope follower. Um, so those two outputs are coming out of the um, the two, two of the four CV outputs on the uh, the Euro Bureau. Now, what I've also done is I've taken I've taken some of these CV uh, sources that I mentioned earlier. So one is the sample and hold that's being fed with a random. I'm sending that to a CV out as well, and then. I am, um, I'm sending, let's see, what else? And I'm sending the, uh, the slew limiter that's being fed, um, an LFO out as well. So what I decided to do, let's just turn this up. I decided I would run this into, uh, into a morphogen. So I recorded about 30 seconds of that and I'm using two of the envelope followers to control the gene size and the slide. Um, and then I'm also using um, the sample and hold to do the pitch of the morphogen. So that's just the morphogen. This is the, the crashing ocean pay, uh, from the, the Euro Bureau, and then this is them together. And then I thought it would be cool to run that morphogene into uh, the mimeophone and use that remaining LFO going into a slew limiter to control the pitch of the, uh, the time on the uh, mimeophone. So I got the time turned really far down and the repeats pretty high up there. Um, and that sounds like this.
so yeah uh just just the euro bureau and a couple other modules and uh You can have yourself a nice, fun, noisy time. What I really like about this is just the the uh, the CV out and in options, and just like how how many modules you can just really throw at it. Uh, built in the the modules that are built built into the Euro Bureau. I mean, I don't I didn't count, but I think I've got something like seven LFOs, two slew limiters, two sample and holds. I mean, it's just like, and I haven't even touched the the processing power. You know, you can just stack pages on on top, and I'm not even sending stuff in. I'm not, um, I'm not sending audio in or MIDI or CV into this right now. It's all just coming out. Um, so like, I could just do so much more with this. Uh, it's a really great machine. It's it's really, I I really think it would be um, for anybody looking for minimizing the size of their setup. This is this is the machine for you, I think. Don't forget that if you picked up a Euro Bureau because you heard about it here on Podular Modcast to fill out that warranty card and tell them that you heard about it here. And we're we're live with Christopher Flieger. So I was about to tell you, but I wanted to wait till we started recording. Yeah, yeah. That sometimes I reach out to people, you know, because I, you know, I like what they do. I want to give them a platform and, and kind of get to know them more. And then sometimes I reach out to people because I genuinely just want to pick their brain and like learn from them and trick them into showing me their tricks. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on because I just like, I'm just, I don't know if keep this you're also kind of a mystery of like what exactly you're out there doing. And that I want, I want to get to the bottom of as well. So yeah. I'm just real, I've been really looking forward to chatting with you. So thank you so much. Well, I thank you because I am uh, not only an outsider artist, but like a outsider artist to the outsider artist. Yeah. Like, you, uh-huh. I, totally. you follow comedy a, a lot, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. there's, there's comedians who, aren't in the zeitgeist <laughs> right but right. they're comedians favorite comedian yeah and, yep. and not to them you know musicians favorite musician but uh or you know whatever i do but uh i'm you know i hide behind people i'm, I'm shy i don't uh uh yeah i i appreciate you reaching out because this is yeah. this is not a usual thing for me to get <laughs> Well, that's really cool. I also got to say, look, are you in your van? Yeah, yeah. So this, I <laughs> first first time ever in four, almost four years that I'm I'm doing a podcast with somebody in a in their in their travel. That's awesome. <laughs> the pandemic has so I I do field recording. I do computer music. The pandemic has inspired me to just travel around the country, finding spots to to do field recordings. And right now uh-huh. I've got some mics outside recording the friction of trees rubbing up oh, nice. against other, other trees, getting uh-huh. that kind of, you know, string cello kind of sound. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, you know, contact mics on the trunks and. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's part of like, I want to get to, I want to get to the bottom of the equipment and stuff. But, <laughs> um, it seems like, and is this, this like a new thing then? Is the pandemic the reason you've been traveling around so much? Or were you traveling around chasing sounds before? Because it seems like you're literally all over the world chasing sounds 
and you're finding like oh yeah these, yeah that's the, yeah <laughs> yeah every at least once a year I try to go out of the country to some remote location where I can get away from automobile drone uh, mm -hmm, minimal mm -hmm. planes <laughs> flying yeah, above right. uh, just any a lot of re recording is just trying to isolate um, sounds. You know, I, I want to get howler monkeys. Right. With, yes. Well, not that there'd be howler monkeys in a public park, but. Right, um, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just, uh, well, I'm contradicting myself because soundscape listening is a whole. I mean, there's choruses of all different things at once that are, are very fascinating on their own as a, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's collages of sounds that already exist and you just need to put a microphone out there and, and capture them. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I've I'm, turned my wife on to it recently. Oh yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Well, it's yeah. Just, I, I guess I meant to say that I love automobile drone too. And, and mm -hmm. you know, I, right. I'll record planes, you know, uh, but uh -huh. this is uh, doing these trips is a way to have that other option of, of getting these isolated sounds of animals or right whatever they may be um so i'll go to south africa or, or the amazon amazon is a very uh, rich place for hydrophone underwater recording oh yeah uh, uh -huh. eels and and piranhas and um a lot river dolphins there's a lot of fish that use electro reception uh-huh uh that sound very much like modular synthesizers oh, really? <laughs> in fact <laughs> i've um there's people i've worked with who uh i guess were interested in me for my for field recording and i've done treatments to their pieces using some of these underwater recordings and they're like that's uh that's cool but it's, it's a little too electronic uh, i was hoping like like <laughs> 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 uh field recording can be such a curated thing and that people have these mm -hmm. expectations of what nature sounds like and mm -hmm. uh, you know it it sometimes is serene or relaxing but often it's it's violence it's you know yeah. these animals yeah. killing each other and having sex uh -huh. and you know <laughs> yeah, just <right>. it's <laughs> that's so funny um Oh, I, I lost my thought. I had I a lost question. My, I was about going that somewhere too that I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess um, it seems like I, when I'm like following you on Instagram and and like when we've been because we've been chatting about getting together for a bit, but you're like, okay, I'm going to be back in the country. That but you've been like all over the place and trying to fit it in your schedule. So like, I'm looking at all these places you're going, and I'm just like imagining that you're doing like immense amounts of research to find very very. Um, what's the word like like unique sounds that happen in the world and you chase them down like you knew you, you were where the cicadas were when they were opening up after their 13 years or whatever it is and I see you went to the Arctic you know like you're chasing this stuff down um, and it's, it just seems like from the outside looking in it just seems like so cool like that you're traveling so much and and so like how much research are you doing are you doing like daily research are you how many people i'm sure people are sending you emails all the time like hey this is going to happen in my neighborhood or these kind of sounds are happening here you should check this out like so what's yeah. the research how do you how do you well, find the well you sounds up, that you want to go you brought up cicadas for example and there was mm -hmm. a a phone app called cicada map i believe there was oh, and, <laughs> and that was cool because <clears throat> people would post you know, by by the hour where they're seeing the cicadas. Oh, nice. A lot of scientists were on it. 
so I was follow. I was, <clears throat> you know, on a road trip, just following that by the, by the hour. Oh, oh, there. Okay, I I am I'm in Pennsylvania, but where? Okay, so go south of Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was by. I mean, I remember following that map, being in a place where the most cicadas were b- reported, and then all of a sudden all these reports come in for a place, you know, four hours away. It's <laughs> like, okay, that's, that's where I'm going now. And, and got there the same day, put out the microphones. Uh-huh. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, so what were you doing in the Arctic? That, what were you, so, like, what? Um, with, like, pre-pandemic, I would get together with a lot of uh, field recordists, uh, maybe it was a, a workshop to, to go someplace and to put our money together and, you know, find some locals to help us, you know, cook and, and, you know, give us a place to stay. Uh, since, you know, that would definitely wouldn't happen during the pandemic. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I, you know, it's hard to, like, I, I have a, field recordist friends who mm-hmm. are probably the most successful in the art world and they're still mm-hmm. just struggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, they can, you know, as far as people who would come out to see their show, they're, you know, they're, they're getting the biggest crowd and still it's, it's just not working pre pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and, and nothing at all during the pandemic. Um, so I, you know, I, I do, production sound for for film and mm. when uh you know a, a gig is presented it's like oh okay so it's going to be in this part of the world and i can just extend my ticket that's that's the way i plan it out so okay it, it was okay. for a documentary that, that got uh-huh. me out to greenland but i okay. i ended up staying after that's... among all these other trips uh, saudi arabia was the same case yeah, because so there's no way I can I can't go to Saudi Arabia as an individual, <laughs> especially when I'm, you know, right. Yeah, I'm just going to record all your mosques. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah. don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you have so, you run into any like confrontation out in the world? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just it's not somehow. Uh, like, I would think a camera is more intrusive. Yeah, but somehow the the mystery of what i'm doing or, or th- that it's more esoteric is is can be somehow threatening more threatening mm-hmm. than, than a camera <laughs> definitely yeah yeah i think people yeah just are used to cameras and you know maybe they think okay they're just pointing around here but yeah i was just in a little town i have um where is it? i have just like the little zoom h6 with the shotgun yeah, mic yeah. attachment on it um which i think i'm going to be graduating from soon uh cuz it's just I want more power. Um, yeah. But like I was, I was in this motel and I was in this tiny town called Republic, Washington. And it's just like the super small town, super isolated in the mountains. And for some reason on Monday night, like the town was alive, but it was only, it was like by two people or one person at a time. And like, I heard people yelling at their dogs and people drunkenly talking to each other and yelling at each other and all this crazy shit. And I had this giant balcony in this motel. So I was just like walking around, like, following all the crazy sounds that were happening. But then I was also kind of like 
in a small town like this, they're going to think I'm some weird like FBI guy with like pointing a microphone at them. And it's also like intrusive, but I've also was like, I, I got to get some of this stuff. So yeah, I was a little worried that people were going to like get, get p- pissed at me or something. And then I was like questioning the ethics of like recording people in public if they're, if they're making a bunch of noise in public. Yeah. I oftentimes just want to, you know, become a scientist or <laughs> you know, get, a, get my science PhD so I can have a job, but I just, <laughs> I guess similar to what I'm doing now, but like to where I'm always on the job uh-huh, <laughs> and there's never right, right. a question <laughs> of mm-hmm. why I'm just out there because I like what I'm hearing <laughs> and I want to record. Right. Uh, actually a friend of mine, Jill, uh, Jill Herrera, she's married now. <laughs> uh. Oh, and, and her husband is so nice, but I forget his last name. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, but she um, she worked at uh, Cycling Seventy Four, which is the company okay. that put out Max MSP uh-huh. uh, after it was post opcode and I guess Ericom, the French Institute stayed with it. Anyway, she she was the office manager and and did, did financial uh, organization for them uh, and never got into the, the code, the music background, like, you know, the, the obsessed commuter, mm-hmm. commuter, <laughs> computer music people, excuse me. Um, and then she, uh, after cycling, got a science degree, got her PhD and she's studying sonograms of fish recordings, of uh, hydrophone Whoa. recordings and uh, it's just funny to me because, like, you were, you know, for, for 10 years or so, <laughs> like, working with all this technology, but, but never uh, were, were into that aspect. And, uh, and I'm uh-huh. sure it's all coming together, but I'll start thinking about what she's doing and being like, I should, I should just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, go back to school and, and um, just because it is... Uh, it's a lot of work to to get access. I always feel like I'm a criminal out there with a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? You know, it's, uh-huh. it's, what is that for? Well, it's to, uh, to listen to. Right. But, <laughs> but why would you want to listen to that? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just listen to it with your ears? Yeah, totally. It, it's, <laughs> and they always want to tie it into a visual. Oh, oh so it's, it's for film and, you know, <laughs> I do that when I have yeah. to, but... <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, like you said, you're like in the outsider of the outsider. Like I get that stuff with modulars, you know, like, are you a DJ? Like (laughs) what, what does that do? And you know, like the, just like, it's like you, you forget how niche the thing you're doing is. Um, I'm wondering, you mentioned something earlier, like, uh, you know, it's a lot of work and like, what is it for? Something I noticed recently, like just, it was over the pandemic. My wife and I, we, we really like camping and we just, we went camping way more than usual because there was nothing else to do. And I was, you know, bringing my synth out and trying to record, you know, battery powered performances in cool areas. And then I would, I would also like to bring the, the, put on the, um, the stereo mic for the zoom just to record the, the surroundings. And then I started getting into like just walking around with the field recorder. And then sometimes I would even walk around without it recording and just enjoy listening to it through the headphones. Cause it, especially with the, with the shotgun mic, it's just like a totally different experience. And I started realizing like, cause I, I was asking my, my, that question, what is this for? And then I just started realizing like, it's for fun. Like 
I've recorded hours and hours and hours of stuff and I haven't gone back and listened to any of it yet. Yeah, um, so yeah. I'm wondering like, if, is there an aspect of that with what you do? I have been similar to what you're talking about. And you, you sent me that great video of you with the, your modular rig <laughs> on your uh, back, <laughs> yeah, just walking the around guys yelling at me. <laughs> and, oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, I especially loved it because that was an extension of, of what I'm doing. It's like, uh huh. you know, it, it's kind of, you know, I got a microphone and a recorder that that's much easier to grasp than, you know, these patch cords hanging out of your back. <laughs> I had a few people uh, like audibly laugh at me but, when I was walking around on that boat. My wife stopped me like yeah. that. I was like laughing at you and not in like a, hey, buddy, like he was laughing. You were the joke. And I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, but I've, I've got a, a computer music background and live performance. Uh, I toured in a lot of uh, I had electronic music projects that I toured mm -hmm. with. So I, I'm now playing a, uh, an electronic marimba. I went from oh, cool. the, the mallet cat from uh, alternate mode to the Keith McMillian mallet station. Oh, cool. And, uh, and I can go back to that, but it's, it's, I needed more and more triggers in a smaller space. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I started yeah, with right, drum yeah. pads and I just, I needed more notes and more, you know, control changes. And uh, so having something with, you know, three octaves of, of notes. Yeah. Is a, yeah. Anyway, I've been putting that on top of my van, uh, on, on top of the roof rack, uh, you know, on a stand, then parking in front of a train. And when the train comes, I'll play um, to, that, to the rhythm of the train. And I'll, I'll live sample. I've got mics up to the oh, train. Whoa. And then I've I've got uh, I use Max MSP so in uh -huh. in uh, Kima and uh, through those systems it'll it'll analyze the the pitch of what's coming in map it to my marimba and I'll be able to you know to, to harmonize to you know that is so oh, cool okay that's <laughs> be, be an accompaniment to the uh, uh, to the yeah, train yeah that's kind of what I've been after with yeah, this like synth pack idea and I've just kind of basically running it through like granular stuff um, and, and delays, but I'm trying to find a way to make it more musical, you know? Cause like I said, I've, I've, I haven't been out on many of these journeys lately with the synth pack because I realize everywhere I go, it just sounds like, like everything was kind of sounding the same. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to find a way, like a quieter environment that also, and, and the right gear to turn it into like a musical piece or something. Yeah. Would have you been in um I guess environments that are I mean there's just so much noise. I've been uh, recording there's uh there's this company called Loam. Mm -hmm. This guy Jonas who makes specialty microphones and he has uh what's called a, a geophone, which okay. is uh kind of like a contact mic, but it's super it's for super low frequency. And um, you can put a, there's a magnet attachment. There's also a, a metal spike that you can put in the ground. Oh, uh, I, I use okay. it for, for, I'm using it right now outside to record the, the trees. And, uh -huh. you know, you can put the, the metal spike right up uh, in the tree. I'm going to have to ask you for a million links oh, yeah. by the end of this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th those are great. And, um, yeah, it just senses so much of all the branch mu uh, movement. And, uh, but what I like about it is it's isolating 
the the low end spectrum of the object you're recording whereas mm-hmm. when i set up ambient mics there is so much low end noise i mean it's just mm-hmm. coming from everywhere and it's a way just to say you know this this is this is the object i want to focus on um and it it's not going to get the the truck going by <laughs> or right, you know an right. airplane you know or any other there's just low frequencies tend to pick up everything yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um i wish i had it earlier for many things so what i do is uh i'll uh just do a high pass on my ambient mics so all the mm-hmm. low end is is coming from this geophone yeah and i was at a hotel and went to their laundromat laundromat and put these geophones on the washer and, and, and dryer. Uh-huh. And it sounds so intense just to have the low end from this contact and then the ambient mics are just picking the high end. Uh-huh. Um, there's a film, you had Jonathan Snipes on the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was working on a film for Rodney Asher, uh, who did a oh, Room yeah, 237. Yeah. It? it was a film yeah, called yeah, The yeah. Nightmare and there was this scene oh, of a- Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, of, of the washer uh, shaking, or I guess um, the person being interviewed was just describing how it sounded like there was a brick in the in the washer, uh-huh. and that's kind of what this this hotel hotel laundromat sounded like. I wish I could have had all these tools at the time. Right, I, I, I see. I, Jonathan and I worked on the sound design for that film. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny. I was just talking with somebody last night about like he was he was actually interviewing me about like my travel synth setup and I was just like, it's so funny how we, we as artists doing this stuff, like always look back and be like, Oh man, if I would have had that for that project, like I went to Yellowstone with my first battery powered synth. And when I first got my camera and now I'm like, man, I wish I had my more powerful synth and my better camera and my better skills at doing stuff on the fly, you know, <laughs> cause I was in this, like such a beautiful environment that I'm not going to every day, you know? So it's kind of a similar thing. It's like, man, I wish I would have had that for that project, but, um, yeah. Yeah. A side tangent. <laughs> yeah. It, it's tricky because there's also a lot of those times are so dependent on the moment. It's like, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't need great mm-hmm. mics to, make great recordings you need just the situation to be right <laughs> i mean right, it's certainly, yeah. you know i i've got my mics that just like i don't know <laughs> uh-huh. is that the one that kind of looks like a face these, yeah these guys sound good crazy. on every these are the the uh well <laughs> okay maybe this is just an audio podcast but i'm, I'm showing a <laughs> the the sennheiser 8040s uh which is uh there's there's three mics and on the far sides, it's uh, what's called ORTF. It's like very wide stereo. Uh-huh. And then there's a mic in the center. So a lot of times, um, this is so technical. <laughs> but No, uh, I'm interested. Uh, this, is, this is one of the reasons <laughs> I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> uh, the, the ORTF wide stereo recordings that I make a lot of times are too lopsided because I'll have something going on 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 one side Mm -hmm. that uh you know when i play back it's just it's too much in one ear Mm -hmm. on one side uh so having a center microphone means that i have two other options for xy just Uh a a closer uh or stereo field field that's uh, 
more narrow. Mm-hmm. And um, so if if it ever has a lopsided effect, I can just make it, okay, it's just going to be stereo pointed towards this <laughs> uh, <right>. okay. sound. <laughs> do the, do those can... three go to their own tracks? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. And do they have different frequency response, or are they all kind They're of, all the same. They're matched. They're all the well, same. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, two of them are matched. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you get them in pairs. <laughs> but they're, they're the same mic. You know, to, to make a living, I, I do production sound, mm-hmm. uh, but I've recently been uh, licensing uh, the recording, the field recordings I make for, for okay. people in video games and, and oh, nice. uh, okay. uh, for film. And that's a very different space uh, to be in. I don't like to think too much of, I, I don't like thinking about my field recordings as a commodity. Right. Um, because all this, you know, you're, you're in this environment and it's, it's like, I can't, like this bee on top of my microphone with a, with a bicycle going by how like people can't use that like i love i love this piece <laughs> that i'm recording but you know for somebody who's who's working on something else they're you know they they want one or the other <laughs> for a right. film or yeah, a video yeah. game or those kinds of things um and also doing like sound walks where you know the the kind of armor ray schaefer way uh he did the the tuning of the world book i don't know if okay you, um, i'm not familiar with it but i'll check that out yeah yeah he passed away recently um he uh he, he was in the the world forum for acoustic ecology uh, okay kind of uh, similar to what we we're talking about before it's like i they're trying to capture sounds that that may not exist in the near future, uh, which is amazing. Uh, but I, I, I do like all sounds. <laughs> like it's yeah, not, yeah, I yeah. don't <laughs> subscribe to the, you know, this kind of filtering where like, this is, it needs to be tuned this way. <laughs> right. Right. Um, anyway, where, where, where was I going with that? Um, the, uh, yeah. So, so Armour Ray Schaefer, or, or maybe like Pauline Oliveros, deep listening. Mm-hmm. There's these practices where you just go to to listen or record whatever is there, and and that's the soundscape. And if you're walking, you're um, aware of of you know you're a performer in the way that you walk on on snow or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And that's you know when you hit stop, that's your that's your piece or wherever you cut yeah. after your recording. Yeah, uh, and that... I've messed around with stuff like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, so I was, I had this, I, I definitely wasn't on LSD when this happened. Um, but like, I got this idea of creating um, a loop around. So my, my friend was playing piano. He has a baby grand in his house. And my, my wife and her friend, our other friend, were in a hot tub outside. And then there were, you know, crickets going off outside. So... I could walk through the room he was playing piano in, through the bathroom, outside, to right next to the hot tub, and then to the other part side of the house where it was just the crickets, and back in to the kitchen, and then into the room again. So I created these loops 
where I was, I do like verse, chorus, verse, where like the verse was going around like four times this, this walk. And then the chorus was doing a different loop. And yeah. I'd like to, that was the idea in my head. So I, I've done that a few times, but I haven't listened back to them, but it's just kind of like, I thought it'd be cool to like almost draw maps to like specific places and then say like, go to this place and walk, but listen to my recording while you walk the exact same like path that I did and have them like overlap from that. Oh, you're actually hearing outside to what I recorded, but I don't know if like, that just seems so weird. Like, would that be worth doing as a project or something? You know? Yeah, I, I did a piece. There was um, a friend of mine, Charles Engstrom is uh, a, uh, film composer by by day, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but he he, um, he sent me a, a score to a piece which had uh, you know an uh, an area uh, a physical space that he selected and then a map of where to walk uh, uh-huh. as I'm recording and then you know there were instructions for how I cut up the samples but but the the first part of the piece <laughs> was where to walk where to record. In this oh, very so cool. specific local place. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. Um, yeah, when I was doing it, I was like, "There's no way I'm the first person that's thought." You know, like it's it's cool oh, to like yeah. think of something cool and then be like, "I bet there's other people who've done stuff similar to this." You know? Like, yeah, but see, you you do it in your own way, which is very personal, and it's it's yeah, own thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's super fun. Um, yeah, like I was saying, like I got my wife into it. We were out. We I just got the the uh the shotgun mic and she didn't quite get like why i was so into doing this and i was like you just got to put these headphones on and walk around and and now she's like we went when we went to yellowstone she was like the field recording person she was just recording all the geysers just hours of recording it was so cool that's so great (laughs) going on that um i'm gonna have to hit you up for that this this glacier (laughs) that you were talking about what's that the the glacier in washington what what oh yeah was that it was a Mount Rainier. Yeah, Mount Rainier. So it's actually a hike called Par- like it's it's you leave a place called Paradise. And it's it's one of the most beautiful places. Yeah. It's it's called Paradise for a reason and um yeah, you just literally walk right up. It's it's the beginning to how you'd summit, like the main way to summit. Um but I I stopped once I hit like where you need crampons to go any yeah, further, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, I just, I, I want to take the synth pack up there, but I think I want to get like the best mics for it. Cause I want to record these glaciers moving. Cause like I said, there was one, there was one moment where it was going for like 30 seconds and I, my heart rate really went up cause I, I truly thought I was dying on that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like, man, I feel like I could just sit here and pick your brain about oh, all this stuff I, I, for yeah. hours. <laughs> but you, there's other stuff I want to get to. Like you mentioned, you're a computer um, musician, and you're like the cooling prongs oh, stuff. You, you check is, that out. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> that album that you released on uh, is it Death Arc? Death, Death Bomb, Bomb Arc. Arc. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. appreciate you listening to that. That's holy <laughs> shit. That album is uh, three sixteen, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing album. It's oh. like, it's so unique and insane. And I want to talk about, it's clearly like a concept album. Yeah. Like yeah. I want, I just kind of like for, for those who don't know, I, I want to kind of talk about the concept and the making of this thing. Cause it's, it's funny. It's good. 
it's intense. It's just, it's so, it's kind of singular and like, I'm, yeah, I've never heard anything like oh, it. So like, can you just tell, tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, I'm using the moniker cooling prongs, uh, because it's, it's got my untrained voice. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. it's got, it's in it, it's pop, you know, it's, it's groove oriented, uh, mm -hmm. which is different than my field recording projects or most of my computer music. Uh, so that's, that's how I'm separating it from, mm -hmm. you know, being my, my legal government name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I think of it as a band too. I've got mm -hmm. other, other players on, on, uh, a lot of the songs and, and singers and, and, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of narrative ideas. Um, there's, uh, these acousmites, mm -hmm. which are bugs that eat sound. And, uh, you know, there's some parts of the, of the world in this, uh, album to where the bugs have eaten the uh, people's, the sound of their voices. So they can't even speak anymore. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's some like Franz Kafka-esque paranoia of, um, uh, the, 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 this character who, 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 uh, has a bowel movement and it smells so foreign and different that he's convinced he, he, that they are convinced that someone is, is, uh, sticking their own poo, uh, not this person's, uh, up, up this person's butt. Uh -huh. <laughs> Cause it, 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 you know, it can't be their own. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just, uh -huh. it doesn't smell like that. <laughs> so it has to be <laughs> surely someone else is, is sticking their own poo up my butt. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, there's a lot of the, there's, and you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's it's all over the place. A lot of. Well, it seems like like <laughs> is there some social commentary in there too? It seems like like. Oh yeah. It seems like a really like self-aware, funny, but also like poignant and like it has like it. I love stuff where a concept like what you just described with the poo, can also be like. Where you can fit something like that into something that's also kind of saying something. That's like my favorite, like kind of art, you know, like I love being like doing, doing stuff with a little bit of a wink and a smile, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I, I instantly showed it to a couple friends. I sent it oh. to them. Like, you have to listen to this album. <laughs> and then we had this like back and forth about, you know, like what the, what our favorite song was and stuff. Like it, it really, we had a, we had a, a really fun time. Oh, that's flattering. You know, listening to that. it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. And it, it was cool because I didn't. I'd heard about you from Doug Lusenhop. Oh yeah. When you were on the pound cast, because uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm a huge Doug pound fan and <laughs> he's great. Tim Heidecker, that whole world. Um, and I'm a huge clipping fan and I had just had Jonathan on. And then I saw that clipping was on one of my favorite podcasts. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. I'll listen to that. And then that's where I like really learned about you. And like, um, I don't know if you, if you, like this but I, i've heard you you're like the the fourth unofficial member of clipping people yeah, say that I sometimes <laughs> that might be mostly due to to brian miller of, of death by mark records okay <laughs> <Just trying> to, <laughs> like <laughs> dropping this like 
this this album it's like oh god i don't know how do you write copy on this you know it's so yeah no it's so hard but um and i do want to talk about the the live album um, yeah well i guess but, the thing about that is like Hardcore clipping fans may be very disappointed in this album if they were taking some similarity <laughs> between it. Yeah, like, right. This is like <laughs> some music concrete prog. <laughs> like, not... yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, I, I think... clipping goes there too, but um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely way different than clipping stuff. Yeah, but um... yeah, I mean, I, it's it's closer to like Sparks or mm -hmm. maybe like I don't know. A lot of people say Mr. Bung or <laughs> someone's. Oh yeah, me yeah. Other day, and he's like. Because Mr. Bungle, that band, came out with yeah. a... They redid their demo from high school. Oh, shit. And <laughs> and <laughs> this guy's message was, uh, this is the Mr. Bungle album that we wished we got. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like they, they just did their like their death metal album. <laughs> uh -huh, like, but this okay. is... <laughs> I um, could see that. Um, but, uh, just because there's a lot of, like... There's very specific genres in that Cooling Prongs album mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's uh but but there's simultaneous genres that's very similar to um yeah uh, well, you know uh mr bungle melt banana uh, naked yeah, city total, oh yeah <laughs> mm -hmm, totally yeah yeah so i you know I, I saw your name was cooling prongs and then i saw there was an, like after this was after we had already been like talking because i was like oh, i want to talk to you about the uh, mostly the field recording stuff and then the live clipping album. And then it was after we had talked a few times that I saw like, oh, wait, Cooling Prongs is like a, a band name. And then I was like trying to figure out like, wait, is this a whole band? Is this him? And then, yeah, and that's when I found 316. And I was just like, it just made like, I was like so excited because, you know, when I'm looking for podcast guests, I'm always, you know, need like I want a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but then I found that and I'm just like, holy shit, how are we going to talk about all the things that I want to ask him about? Because like that's that's it's an in-depth in piece. Like you wrote a lot of like those songs are lo pretty long, some of them. <laughs> and there's big concepts and you a lot of different like I, I feel like you're doing different voices and characters talk to each other. Like how long did that album take to make? Oh, I mean, some of that material is is ten years old. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And also, it's <laughs> how do I say? It? Like, uh, Jonathan Snipes sh uh, mixed it, and he okay. should have not. Uh, like, it, it was an abuse of his time to to do this because, <laughs> like, you know, you have a friend. Like, he he just wouldn't let me pay him <laughs> you know, like, yeah no i, I like, know what that's like yeah i've got some friends. like or you know I'd, I'd be doing some work for him and i'd be like okay how about i just don't get paid on this and you know because <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. it's uh you know he he needed to make a living doing the things he did which took away from the the time of mixing this album so it, it ended up taking a really long time um but I, I wanted his ears because, uh, mm -hmm. like, it's 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 really dense. Like, I would yeah. I would use um, my software to capacity of tracks, and then bounce that, <laughs> uh -huh. so I could use the you know. <laughs> okay, I've so that's that before. <laughs> that's a stereo track. Now I have two hundred more. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Now I can bounce that. <laughs> Got another. You uh -huh. know, and I just keep stacking and stacking. <laughs> so it's a mess, um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I just really wanted him to do it. Also because he, 
he was one of you know the probably the only person interested in it at the time <laughs> <laughs> like where everyone else was like you just you need to stick with something like this is not <laughs> <laughs> this is all over the place um but uh i uh I don't know. I, I keep telling them that I, I want to consider him as a, the producer of this album because he made the mm -hmm. decisions for... He, he's making producers' decisions uh -huh. for like, this is the solo sound <laughs> uh -huh, and uh -huh. I'm dropping everything underneath that. But he says, like, well, that's, that's what happens when you make something. Um, but uh, I guess the short of this is it's like... <laughs> getting one of your best friends to mix your album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of time to get yeah. something finished. <laughs> totally. I'm working on something with a friend. I mean, I'm even on the project, but I'm, I'm working on it with a, a close friend of mine. And it's like, I know it's going to be one of the best things that I've put my name on, but I never work on it because I, I'm, I'm like, I, I have too much shit I have to do, yeah. you know? So it's like, I, I totally get that. Like when you're working with friends, like sometimes the stuff that you want to finish so bad is the stuff that takes the longest to do. You know, we tracked this thing months and months and months ago and I've spent maybe two days working on mixing it, you know, since. So it's, I get that, but that's cool that he wanted to do it. I mean, the production on it is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really great. Um, yeah, I'm, trying I'm sure to, you've, uh, the, the rule I've made as, as the next part of that project or the next album is to, for every sound element to be from a field recording. And also mm -hmm. oh, in addition whoa. to that, no traditional instruments. Uh -huh. So it'll be either field recordings that are out of my control or objects that I find in a field and, and can focus on. Um, okay. And there's, there's some like, there's ideas where like I have a, I have a snare drum that I want to tune to different notes and then put it outside and have the rain uh, play on it and, and oh, kind of have I this love that idea. percussive yeah. resonation <laughs> of it. Uh -huh. uh, and that's like, well, does that, does that, you know, work into this rule? It is a drum, <laughs> you know, very conventional. Oh, I mean, drum. <laughs> If it turns out the way that you want it for the piece, yeah, you know, I, if it serves the piece, I mean, I, it's up to you, obviously. I don't yeah, wanna, but I guess I'm, I'm just saying, as an outsider, that that sounds like such a cool idea. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying, like that. Uh, Cooling prongs as a project is the most like uh, uh, hit a uh, Brian Miller at Death Bomb arc or me if you want any because there's tons of cassettes available still because it's so hard to. <laughs> to just uh, explain what I'm doing. I mean, it's not uh -huh. like, you know, okay, there's, you know, like, like clipping, it's a, it's a rap group, you know, that's very, like, there, that's, that explains what's going on. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the music is so interesting, but it's, it's, it's very similar to like the bomb squad from public enemy, what they're doing. It's, um, it, it fits in, to to the arc and 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 uh where where we are where we are with rap music <laughs> mm -hmm. uh or yeah, yeah. you know what the, the progress is uh what mm -hmm. i meant to say um but so i guess i'm just trying to say like since i am making something that that is 
the the closest form of a commodity that I ever have compared to mm -hmm. my other work. I'm trying to make it easier to just communicate. <laughs> yeah. So if I have something of like this, no, this is definitely a music concrete, concrete play piece, excuse me, uh, music concrete piece that that's a pop album. <laughs> um, yeah. That, cause it's just like, I've got pedal steel. I got Bandonians on there. It's just, it's, <laughs> it, it's such a mess. It's, it's everything and it's nothing. <laughs> and uh, it'd be easier to, to, communicate and just have it's hard for people to have interest in something if it's just if it's everything <laughs> right i see i see what you're saying and i'm I'm actually like i'm seeing like I, I i think we and you are very very similar when it comes to when we have to talk about our own art like um you know i can tell you love it but i can also tell that you have a little like self-deprecating side <laughs> on it and oh, yeah, uh that's but i think on the flip side of this coin um, what you're talking about, I was like reading, like, I like to read the comments on Bandcamp because I feel like if people are willing to take the time to write the comments about like an independently released thing on Bandcamp, I think that's, that's cool. I like when people do that. So I like to see what people have to say. And yours has a lot of comments on it. And the people who are commenting are like, almost like seem like fanatical about it so like yeah maybe it's not for everybody but the people who get it like are like really really into it it really gels with them and i think that is like just as exciting as it being like a huge success in like a just on a different in a different way or something oh well, that's very, um, very flattering. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not for everybody, but nothing's for everybody. And yeah, I don't know. Like it, I like stuff that makes me have to think and I'm asking myself, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> is he, is he being funny here? Yeah. He's okay. Well, but is he like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I love, yeah, I love very that at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I love that dynamic and I think you nailed it on this, this record. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess my, in my mind, it's not like I'm trying to make it for everybody. It's I'm just trying to make it for somebody <laughs> as opposed yeah, to nobody. So I, <laughs> I have that problem. You know, something I just figured out recently is like when I first started making electronic music, like I had drums in it in the like on the album tracks, but it was definitely a lot more like whatever, you know, IDM. That's what kind of what I was labeled as. Um, but when I played live, I felt I always added a, like I, I would load all my tracks into Ableton, but then I would just make it like the dance version of my album for live. So a lot of four on the floor stuff because I thought that like, well, people aren't going to want to listen to the stuff that I made in like a live setting. So I'm going to have to make it more dancey. And then even getting to mo and I never really thought about that. I was doing that. And then getting into modular, I've realized like, I don't make, when I make a live set, I'm always like, I don't like this because it's never what I would actually want to, what I actually build at home. So then I'm just like starting to realize like, oh, just build what you like to build and play that live. You don't have to try to make it like accessible and dancey for people in a lot. Cause I always felt like it's like an imposition to be like, here's what I want to do, but that's not true. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say either right now. Yeah. I think I just went on a tangent, but like, I guess there was a, a band, uh, a lot of these songs were developed from a band I was in called Barnwave, which was a duo mm -hmm. with... Barnwave, uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was with uh, Kevin Blechtum. She has an album 
uh, out with uh, Bevan Kelly or uh, Blevin Blacktum <laughs> uh, called uh, Blacktum from Black Dumb. Okay. Uh, they've, they've been around for forever. They're, they're from Mills College in o Oakland. Uh, and that's on Death Bomb Arc okay. records that just came out. But anyway, so I had a group uh, with her and we were uh, touring. She, she had been touring Europe um, solo and we we uh, got together and, and the, this, did this band called Barn Wave. And it was uh, kind of that feeling of like there's 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 only 12 people at this show anyway and and we often got grouped in kind of a lot of rave uh mm -hmm. dance acts and i guess my reaction is just to want to be a little subversive and think yeah. like what's what's the the most offensive kind of music <laughs> uh that uh you know, for the kinds of uh, places where the the kinds of nights that we're booked at, and and the, uh -huh. the you know the rosters that we fit in, and it was like, let's just let's be a country group, <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, not four on the floor all the time, and <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, um, and and then you know that's kind of how the the name came together of like it's 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 barn wave, so it's. <laughs> I think we also called it industrial rural. Um, and uh, industrial rural. Industrial rural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, I keep going on tangents. I forgot. I was responding to what you said. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I'm going on to, like I I usually like ask people their background and everything when I'm talking to them, but I'm just like like we're just like I feel like we're literally just like having a conversation as if yeah, we're yeah. like like in the corner at a party and people are listening in. And, but um, I love that aspect. Of it, but um, um, but it was a really fun group uh, just to to be a musician in because mm -hmm. I was. Uh, I was playing the the marimba, electronic marimba, and mapping. I was kind of like piloting sequences from that. Like no drum machines or any kind of loops were used, uh, but I would have one note that would cycle through like 16 or 32 cuts, mm -hmm. like a round robin uh, yeah. cycle of a of a phrase, uh, to where I could. My idea, I just wanted like this arena, you know, rock, uh, you know, orchestra <laughs> in, uh -huh. in front of me. <laughs> so she could just, so Kevin could just sing and, and play piano. And she also played banjo. Um, but, but just have this massive sound coming from just one instrument. That was also live. Like it's, it, it getting the grasp of, of a system like that is so fun with another human mm -hmm. being of like let's let's play this in five for this time you know that's this yeah. having that freedom of not being locked to um, a, a grid like it, it was just it was a massive msp uh, max msp patch that mm -hmm. uh there was also clunky as can be yeah <laughs> but i you know we were touring so much that like even when this 
uh, I would get this buffer overrun crash that would happen, but I would get so used to it to like be able to hear like, oh, it's this kind of crash that's happening. <laughs> Let me take it over here. And if I, you know, <laughs> go to this parameter, this is, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I love that. That's so funny. This is like, I get used to <laughs> where the, you know, the computer crash can take me sonically. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, that's um, funny that you mentioned, cause I was thinking about like, like how, you know, so many music concrete ideas and stuff come from, you know, we're like a lot of analog technology. It's where it started, you know, and like, like what is the digital version version of that? And like, like I've got this module called the, the data bender that like, like tries to make things sound like a CD skipping or like digital yeah. stuff crashing out or something. And that sounds like, like one of the, like a cool way to harness like this more modern way of technology failing. It sounds. Yeah. Are there recordings of any of this stuff? Yeah. Oh, I, Somewhere out there, there's a, a band camp live show, like a board recording of, of Bar okay. Life. <laughs> okay, sweet. I was very curious. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, well, I think, I think we might have to do this again sometime so I can get your, your backstory because we're already almost at an hour. Oh. But if you have a little <laughs> bit more time, um, yeah, yeah. I know you've probably talked about this at length, but for those who haven't heard you talk about it, I would like to... Um, hear about the the live clipping album and and because clipping is kind of like you see you know they're 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 really unique in that they they have their finger on the pulse of what's happening in modern rap hip-hop but they're also a music concrete kind of like yeah. hip-hop group well, yeah um and like you took that level you took it to the next level with this live album it's if you're into field recording and you're into clipping like this is the album for you it's so unique so yeah could you walk us through yeah that a yeah little bit? oh now on that note i would say that that uh i think music music concrete is is owes a lot of credit to rap music i mean rap music is music concrete uh -huh. it's it's where like if public enemy and the bomb squad weren't beaten down by copyright infringement yeah i think it's it would be their natural progression i think their albums okay had their history like had they not gotten you know just groups like de la soul um th there's that one de la soul album that they can't even sell these days i think the three feet high and rising uh-huh and i think other albums in that era they can't even make a profit because of, of the samples they used mm -hmm. like they can only g give away that album anyway um wow had had things been a little bit better, I, I um, not to, not to take any credit away from clipping that they're amazing. They're my right. best buddies. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, uh, I'll, I'll just say that I think like clipping is just is that is that is rap music. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, Jonathan Snipes of Clipping um, and David. Uh, Diggs the rapper. <laughs> That's so funny to say that. Davi Diggs <laughs> the rapper. Um, <laughs> they were uh, they're opening up for Flaming Lips um, mm -hmm. on their tour, and they were hearing the Flaming Lips sound check and the way that it was vibrating objects. Uh, they were like, "We should record this," <laughs> mm -hmm. and they was like, "I'll give Flieger a call." 
and he can just join us on the leg and that's <laughs> it's it's the best day job i've ever had <laughs> yeah i bet and if there's anybody <laughs> listening that wants the same treatment this is this is all i want to do it's just uh i haven't even described what 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 this project is um i i went on tour with clipping and and in, and i recorded their shows but not from a board recording not from mics pointed at the stage i would go outside the venue put a mic in a tree <laughs> have it record that, you know, train coming by. And this was all during the either uh, Clipping's sound check or their show. And uh, so, so I, was, I was putting hydrophones, you know, down, down plumbing, uh, down sinks, uh, you know, contact miking the toilet. Um, the, the Flaming Lips were so supportive of this yeah, project. Yeah, seems like something so that I could Wayne go up to them would be like, hey, Wayne, yeah. can, I, can I use your gong? <laughs> and I would, I would, I would flip uh, quarters, you know, spin them on the gong while the gong was contact mic'd during clipping set. That's, you know, uh -huh. so the bass coming from their set is, is uh, rattling this gong as well. Um, I put mics. There's this... Uh, uh, friend of mine occasional youtube star called crunk coco uh, uh -huh. who uh is a a Nicki minaj impersonator among he's one okay. of my favorite abstract expressionists he lived in tampa and that was one of the shows uh, in, in saint petersburg so i put a mic on him and he's uh he's he's very vocal and screams the whole time he's the loudest sound that you could hear at this one show we played <laughs> so so he's in there um it's uh, it was just you know arriving to a location a venue and seeing like okay those fans rattle um, like a, a a fan that cools you mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh. rattles uh, I'll, I'll put contact mics on that that'll sound great the windows are, are vibrating I'll put mics on those that'll sound great um, the the circuit breaker box that's rattling. Uh, it was just wait, just walking through a venue, listening to it as, uh, well, I would listen as Flaming Lips were doing their sound check, you know, mm -hmm. finding, finding these objects and spaces to put microphones and, and contact mics and, and hydrophones if I was going into water, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of specialty mics. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I would have like, I don't know. 16 tracks a night uh of all these amazing objects and and uh spaces we then with uh well myself and uh, bill hudson in the group mm -hmm. in clipping edited this to the grid of the clipping set okay um, okay there were some cases to where like on tour i would you know, we would stop at a gas station and I would put contact mics on the gas pump and record that rhythm. We would stay at, stay at our Airbnb. I would record the appliances and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's not in the score. <laughs> well, excuse me. It's, it's not, you know, during the sound check or the set. But if you, uh, if you have the vinyl release of this, uh -huh. it's in the score as wide out as opposed to sharpie marker there is a a mic list <laughs> of uh -huh. every single 
uh, track used in this album. And it's notated oh, wow. what microphone, what space, what location. And if it's written in Sharpie, it's too, it's in sync with the, the track, the, uh, the set. Okay. And if it's, yeah, it's in, if it's in wide out, it's, you know, something on the, on the side. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's, I, it's, I, I missed I, out on that final. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> they're, they exist. I, I just, once they can tour, it would be, it, you know, yeah. I look forward to them getting that merch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I look forward to seeing them live too. That would be great. Um, um also the, um, a side note that the the vinyl is a picture disc, and oh wow, um, the um, what's printed is the uh, Josh Taylor uh, was on the tour with us, who uh, uh, amazing guy. He's, he's been in lots of groups. We we're um, blown away to have him <laughs> with us, mm-hmm. but he was selling merch, merch, and, and also driving. Uh, he's the one snoring on the album. <laughs> you can hear him. He's he's the. There's a, a piece. Uh, it's it's get up. It's the interpretation of of clippings. Get up. The one with the uh-huh. the uh, alarm. <laughs> uh-huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Awake alarm on it. Um, and he there's, it's panned. You know, hard left, hard right. He he's a much louder snorer than me, so he's <laughs> he's the side with uh, less uh, noise floor. <laughs> okay, so there, okay, so I have a, a funny snoring field recording story that I I want to share with you really quick, <laughs> just because it came up the uh, w- just on this recent camping trip that I went on with my wife. Um, we were drinking around the fire. I was. Uh, I was, I was, I had a few, I had a few, I was, I was on the, on my way and like it started raining. So we had to get everything together really quick. And we went in the camp, the, into the tent. And every night when I go camping, I sleep with the, the field recorder next to me on in case I want to get coyotes or something yeah. so I can just push record and get it. But I thought, well, I'm just going to record a few minutes of the rain and then I'll turn it off. Um, because the rain hitting the tent was just so nice. I fell asleep and then the next day I woke up and I'm like, I wonder how long I recorded because I, I I did get up at some point and turn it off, but I have three hours of this rain and wind around this tent and it's beautiful, except I am just honking into oh, it the yeah. whole time, just, just like sawing logs. <laughs> it's, it's like so funny, but also like, oh, I wish I had just that three hours of rain and wind in the tent. <laughs> yeah. I... Uh... I was so I was not aware that I was a snorer. Yeah. And I, I set up, uh, you know, a microphone above my head and recorded myself sleeping. And when I played it back, I was horrified yeah, at what it sounded like. <laughs> Hearing when, yourself was, snore is rough. <laughs> I was calling up ex-lovers being like, I am so sorry <laughs> that you had to experience this for so long. I had no idea. <laughs> My wife was like, you snore? And it's like, she's just such a heavy sleeper that I, I really lucked out with with her. Because, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing myself. I thought the same thing. I'm like, how did all of my ex-girlfriends like actually... Yeah do that because it's bad i think it also like drinking doesn't help (laughs) you know but uh um but yeah that was my that's my snoring story uh 
God, I feel like I could just go off on a million things where I could be like, oh, and I recorded this and I recorded that just because like not many people are into it. So when you find somebody who's super into it, you oh, just yeah. be like, oh, yeah. Um, I often think that about like just people in my life that I'm most drawn to are the people that had these very specific appreciations of, of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, me too. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, well, I mean, we've been talking about Jonathan Snipes. He's definitely one of mm-hmm. them. Like I met yeah. him. Um, you probably know Derek Basic. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Basic was putting on these warehouse shows that, uh, that Barnwave played at. And uh-huh. I'm, a you know, I've always been just such a max MSP nerd and mm-hmm. like it's, uh, it's what it's the programming. It's a programming language, but at this, at the same time you're building something, it's, it's a graphical interface. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're making your user interface at the same time as you're programming. It's not like you're just cutting, you're, you're not writing straight text code, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, at one of those, uh, Jonathan's group, Captain Ahab was playing at one of those shows and, uh, I was watching everybody set up and there was like Ableton, Ableton. I was like, whoa, he's using Maximus P. And from then on, I was like, hey, I need your number. I need to, <laughs> I need to, and we're, we're definitely playing these shows together and, uh, and we're going to be best friends. And <laughs> what are you doing now? This is me. <laughs> you know, it's just very yeah, well, aggressive. That's how, so you guys, you guys like became friends over like initially, like over my aggressiveness over. to, to, <laughs> These are very serious things we need to talk about. These interests that you and I share that are that are very rare. Well, I'm in I have LA. What like, are you doing? Because I'm coming over right now. I mean, uh, more if like we're a, in the same city and I ran into you at a show, I think I would be the you in this situation and be yeah, like, yeah. "Let's go record shit in the woods." Um, but yeah, if you ever come to Seattle, I want there are some places or Washington State. I want there are some some places that I think you'd dig that would be pretty cool sonically. Um, like sea lions barking at you oh, on a jetty yeah. between the Columbia river and the Pacific ocean. Like, yeah, there's lots of great stuff. Um, shit. I feel like, like we, I want to talk more. Um, yeah, likewise. we're almost <laughs> 70 minutes. Um, I have to go to work, oh. but I have one more thing I want to ask you. Well, there's two more things I want to ask you about if you have some time. Yeah. I don't want to take oh, no, your yeah, whole day, but, um, the deer, the deer brain, the decomposing deer brain recording. Is that, is that, yeah, I, how'd that turn out? Uh, a pretty amazing of where I yeah. took it. <laughs> so I have been wanting to record, uh, there's this, uh, field recordist, Chris, Chris Watson, who has this, uh, amazing piece of microphones inside, I believe it's a zebra carcass. Mm-hmm. And there, I, he put mics around the rib cage of the zebra carcass, and you know, left the recorder rolling as he was hiding. And these vultures come down oh and gosh. start just ripping through the flesh. And I, I've been wanting to do something like that uh, mm-hmm. to experiment in the same way, but it's I'm not gonna you know put a piece of meat out there, you know. I, right. So. Yeah. I, when I find a dead animal, I get really excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> how long has this been here? Like, uh-huh. I, you know, I'm going to get some activity from other uh-huh. animals and insects uh, coming up uh, and, and, you know, uh, feasting on this uh, dead animal. So I came across a, a dead deer 
and I buried microphones underneath it. I put a hydrophone in the guts of the oh, deer Holy and uh, got mostly, it's usually just insects because uh-huh. the, the the deer is just, is too rotten for mm-hmm. a lot of animals, you know, like coyotes that would uh, come up to it. Um, then uh, I took the deer head and put the hydrophone in the brain of the deer Whoa. and got the maggots um, and you know, worms and insects eating away at the brain. And that is very intense. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. bet. You said you like got 40 hours of recording? Oh, yeah. I've, done, I've been so into just um, how uh, how long can I get a recorder to go? Because <laughs> my, um, my system now is to always be either be, be gathering enough recordings as real time or more meaning having multiple multiple recordings it's like mm-hmm. even like as i'm speaking to you now i've got a you know a field recorder on a tree mm-hmm. um i'll set up another field recorder to record something else as i'm taking down that uh so so there's 24 hours a day i want to at least be getting 24 hours of recordings Mm-hmm. And, and so <laughs> I've been I've been buying lots of hard drive and raids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this forty hours of deer, like, are you? Oh yeah. Are I, you gonna release hours, was, that? Or I, I let it run for weeks. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, oh okay yeah. okay. So are you? Do you then like comb over that and find the interesting bits and like construct an hour long piece out of it, or like what's the plan with something like that? Yeah, it's just um, it's always there. I. I guess I, I talked about being like a, you know, like an outsider artist to the outsider artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of musicians and composers who call me for very specific sounds. Mm-hmm. And I have this thing about I always want to capture sounds myself. I don't want to use other libraries. Right. I'm right. sure a lot of um, photographers kind of share this type of thing to where it's just mm-hmm. I want that personal connection with every sound i've recorded just to like I, i've been to that place i've right. i've had i've I've shared that same space as this recording in some manner um but i'm, I'm really into like it really bothers me if someone calls me asking for a specific sound and i don't have that sound yeah <laughs> like like i don't i don't have good whale recordings i've got i've mm-hmm. got you know too many boats in my whale recordings and I, i've had yeah someone called me asking for whale recordings and it's like, it's driving me crazy that I don't have them. Uh-huh, <laughs> so uh-huh. that's, <laughs> I, uh, so I'm recording whales <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to do that. But I, I guess, uh, the answer to that is just, I, it's, it's mostly collaborative. Uh, there's this, um, artist, uh, Brian Lewis Saunders, who I, I work with a lot on his, uh, spoken pieces or not even it's his spoken pieces he's he does a lot of uh long suffering art (laughs) where he'll have a month where he blindfolds himself oh geez uh and uh, you know like sleeping like doesn't have a break of any you know no (laughs) he's not letting Uh any light into his eyes for this whole month uh and then he had a um a month of of uh experimenting with temperature like you know, taking an ice bath and then um, sleeping in, you know, too many blankets and 
Uh, and then he does uh, daily self-portraits, and he's been doing that for the last 20 or 30 years. I oh, haven't wow. kept count. Okay. Um, but he's, he's just a, an amazing artist that will go to great sacrifices to get to a space that he wants to get in. And I, I, I love working with him and, and helping to, to realize whatever art space he wants to get in. And so I do a lot of um, sound pieces uh, relating to his work. Uh, okay. And okay. so I've got a lot of people like this that I, that I do work in. Um, so that's what, are you going to use the deer brain with him then? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, right yeah. on, right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is that, are we going to be, is, or is there going to be like public access to this? Like, is there going to be like a recording or a video recording or is it going to be an installment or like... Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be available in some way. And and I've done, I've released a lot of albums with Brian Lewis Saunders. Okay, um, okay, cool. So it, it'll be something else like that. All right, sweet. I'll put yeah. links to the, are they on Bandcamp, I assume? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find some links. And Discogs, throw them in, um... <laughs> it's probably more updated than my website. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, because I think there's a huge overlap with people who are into field recording and, and modular. That's why I think that's why I really wanted to have yeah. you oh, on. And, by the way, I really um, appreciate this call on the show because I have never done. There's there's some modular uh, synthesis on the Cooling Prongs albums, but it's uh, only there because it was like going through a friend's studio in Dusseldorf, Germany, and they had a dofer. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, I'll play with this. Or, you know, a friend had a, a, a Moog. Or, you know, it's just I've never. I've had a, a role in JX3P, but that's the extent <laughs> of like, I'm, I do all, I mean, I think the principles, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I do that in software, yeah. uh, but you know, like Maximus P is, is, you know, you connect patch cords virtually, uh, but you know, I, I need like thousands of them. So I yeah, could never right. ever afford <laughs> to do that stuff in the, in the modular world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I, I was thinking like, I wanted to ask you like, like, could I get a decent rig, like outdoor rec field recording rig for X amount? And I was like, well, that's a bit of an imposition, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I can do my own research. Um, the final question I have for you though. So this, this is something that I was wondering how I would approach. Usually I do what's called a patch challenge. And then I have somebody go and make a patch after we're done talking and send it, you know, with a, with a verbal prompt, like a couple words. But I was wondering, would you be interested in with, while when you send over your record, your, the recording from this conversation, like maybe like a five minute snippet of one of your favorite recent recordings, or would you want to build something out of multiple recordings and make a piece of music for the show? Or also, if you don't have time for this, I can edit this whole chunk out and we can just leave oh, it no, the conversation. Oh, no, I am game. Yes and yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, so um, like really whatever you want to do. Awesome. <laughs> just send that over um, and I'll play it at the, end of the, at the end of the episode. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I need that. I like... Cool. I've been I'm recording so much. It, it's it's a great break to like. Well, let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's get focused and, and look for something specific here. <laughs> um, cool. Well, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd want to cover, or anything that you want to like promote or point people in the direction of before we sign off here? Yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting. Uh, I, I was so flattered that you checked out Cooling Prongs. Uh, if anybody's yeah. any bit curious in that, um, uh, just search cooling prongs uh 
the, it's on a Death Bomb arc uh, record label. And if you're into cassette tapes, <laughs> that's, that's the only physical medium. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, vinyl is like uh, taking forever now. Th there's a YouTube video of Ice-T smashing his MacBook because uh -huh. uh, he doesn't want anybody to steal his shit. <laughs> okay, so, okay. <laughs> uh, his wife Coco is filming it and he's just like hammering... He's got a hammer and he's bashing this this MacBook and he's ripping out parts and he's just making up his own terms for what each component is. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he pulls out the fan and he and he holds it to the camera and he goes, cooling prongs. <laughs> 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 you know, and I, I, I was like watching this. I was like, you know, I searched for that term and like i don't think anybody has ever said that or at least uh -huh. not you know it's not on a page i could i could find i was like oh, i that's... was wondering where the name comes it's very evocative so yeah so that's... well yeah i definitely will throw a link in the show description for that i think people should check it out um and uh yeah thank you so much for your time this was really oh, fun thank you yeah and i i yeah i could i could talk to you for for hours <laughs> All right, that's our chat, but we have to get into uh, to Christopher's piece of music of the show. But before we do that, I need to tell you that... Support for Podular Modcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for keeping things nice and tidy down there. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. You know, I have to be honest, for most of my adult life, um, you know, I've resorted to, uh, you know, my hair trimmers that I use on my head or my beard trimmer. Um, and, you know, it's all the same body, but it's not all the same shape. And that's where the Lawnmower 4.0 comes in. It's it's made for this. It's even got a light on it, which I thought was kind of gimmicky to be honest at first, but it's very, very useful. And I gotta be honest, to break the fourth wall here for a second, it's really hard not to uh, just make a joke every three seconds because there's just so many, but you know, it's all low hanging fruit. So just be sure to take care of your low hanging fruit with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. And I'll be honest with you, it's not just uh, me, who's pretty stoked about this in the Held household. Um, well, you know what? I'll just let her speak for herself. Take it away, Hannah. So as some of you may know, if you follow Podmon on Instagram, Tim's a pretty hairy dude. I gotta say, since the Lawnmower 4.0 showed up, things have become a lot more manageable here at Podmod headquarters. Another added perk of Tim's new Manscaped regiment are the alluring scents provided by the deodorant and toner spray. I'm a huge fan. Lastly, since Tin was bragging about how great the Lawnmower 4.0 is, I did take it for a spin myself, and I gotta say, that light feature is a game changer. Game changer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PODMOD20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
All right, so let's check out Christopher Flieger's um, piece of music that he submitted for the the patch challenge portion portion of the show. It is a uh, um, they might be giants cover for a compilation that uh, I don't think ended up happening. Um, but the piece is completely made up of all field recording and voice for source material. It's just a train track recordings transposed to match the chords. So um, yeah. Let's let's check it out. It's pretty wild. Cooling prom. Cooling prom. Cooling prom. The possible dream. Finale Yosim. The moment that some call eternal. That some call insane. Now helmets on each end. Awaiting the first death. The pageant is named. <laughs> Office supply stuff should be on the left soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tape and packaging, then uh, boards and binders, clipboards and stuff. Then you got pens. All right, that is our show. Thank you so much to Christopher Flieger for coming on. 
Um, I was very excited to finally get to meet and hang out with Christopher um, and hopefully do it again in the future. Um, thank you to the, all of our sponsors, Patchworks, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all your synthesizer needs. While you're there, why don't you check out that Novation Circuit Rhythm, um, incre- incredibly intuitive sampler. Then, of course, the After Later Audio, Bleep Bloop 2000, and Dirty Laundry are both available at Patchworks. Um, thank you to Empress Effects. The Euro Bureau is an amazing machine. I was actually thinking about how you could... Uh, build a pretty pretty powerful uh, live rig with just the euro bureau and the circuit rhythm um don't forget if you picked up a euro bureau because you heard about it on podular modcast please fill out that warranty card and on the section where it asks where you heard about it right podular modcast that would help us both out um and of course manscaped Thank you to everybody who has used the promo code PODMOD20 over at manscaped.com. The lawnmower 4.0 is no joke. It's got that light on it. And I like the toner spray. I've been using it as cologne lately. Um, There's something about just smelling good that just makes you feel kind of confident and good about yourself. I like it. yeah, and not to, not to mention that my nose hair situation is completely out of control, but thanks to Manscaped, it is in much better shape. Um, I'm so sorry that I have to share that with you, but, you know, dems the breaks. Oh, speaking of dems the breaks, um, we saw while we were down in Tacoma looking at houses that uh, there was a break shop called uh, Give Me a Break which was like, ah, that's funny. And then Hannah was like, that's totally what you would name your break shop if you had one. And I said, yeah, probably. And I said, no, no, it would be Dems de Breaks with the Z. So on that note, that is this week's secret word to comment on the Instagram post. If you have made it this far, if you decided to listen to the complete outro, Dems de Breaks with a Z, that's the secret that's the secret word once again this track is the secret school remix of my track white dome from my yellowstone ep it's available on selfcenterrecords.bandcamp.com link in the show description thank you so much for hanging out with me once again this week i am i'm still loving doing the show and we're almost on four years thank you for all your support on patreon and just all your support otherwise until next week